Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Connor. I was once at a protest at the Capitol, and a lot of people were holding up signs. And the gentleman in front of me, when I paused to kind of listen to what everyone was saying, his sign said, healthcare is a human right. And so that's the question I want to tackle today. First of all, to make sure, you know, uh, even for the kids, obviously healthcare is making sure we're all, you know, healthy. If you need to go to the doctor or, you know, you get a cut or break a bone or you get cancer, things like that. Healthcare is just generally you know, going to the doctor, getting medicine, getting surgery, whatever it is you need to be healthy. That is all health care. And so there are a lot of people like this gentleman who feel like health care is a human right. They have a, a right to it. So Brittany, I'm going to ask you, uh, what is a right? When people just assert, when they say, you know, I have a right to something or that is a human right, what are they trying to say or, 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 uh, you know, what is a, a definition of that term? Well, I think the people that might be saying healthcare is a human right might be a little bit confused. I think they think a right is something important, right? Something that is important and absolutely healthcare is important, but that's not exactly what a right means. So we've learned that rights are these special promises, these guarantees that you really only have to be born to get. Now, other nations don't recognize that like ours do. We're actually very lucky in America, even though they don't always respect our rights, they at least pretend to acknowledge them, which is a good first step, I guess. Uh, but, <laughs> but I like to look at what John Locke said and say, we have a right to life, liberty, and property, that those are the essential things and everything else kind of stems from that. Those are the only things that the government really is in charge of protecting if, if that is the you know constitutional republic or whatever you want to call it, limited government you live in. But the people who assert that healthcare is a right, I do think get confused. They might be the same people that say, you know, I have a right not to be offended by something you say, but we know the First Amendment actually gives us a right to free speech, not a right to not be offended. So I think there's a very big difference and we need to be very careful about how we're using that word. And, and I know you'll agree with me, Brittany. So let me just clarify one thing you said, uh, that the First Amendment of the Constitution does not give us the right to free speech. Yes, it protects. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. So thank you. We, we have, uh, just to make sure, especially for the kids listening, right, that the law doesn't give us any rights. The government can't give, because what the government giveth, <laughs> the government can take away. away. <laughs> so, uh, so it's important to understand that we have rights that exist before... Uh, the, the government even existed. Imagine if you and some friends go to an island out in the middle of the sea, and so you're going to start a new little you know, government just to kind of keep order and make sure everyone agrees to some rules. Well, you guys already have some rights. You can delegate to that government or to a police officer or you know, your mayor, governor, whatever you want to do. You can delegate uh, certain, um, certain rights. You can, you can empower the government based on rights that you have but the government doesn't just create new power and say, oh, here you go. I'm going to give you a right. So that, that's a very um, important distinction, I think, to understand that we have rights that, that pre-exist government. Before government is even organized, uh, we still have rights. And so then we, we can delegate. We can, we can basically um, uh, we can lend, loan. We can loan some of our rights to the government to kind of use on our behalf, like defending us. I have the right to defend myself. And so as part of a government, I can say, hey, let's kind of all share that right with, you know, the police force or the military so that they can protect us just like we can protect ourselves. 
But there's one thing here that I think is super important to talk about. And I did not learn this really at all until after college. And so I hope uh, especially that this is helpful to the kids listening, because when I was taught uh, what I'm about to share, it, it really clarified things for me to understand what rights are. So a right, for something to be a right, there has to be a, a corresponding duty. In other words, there has to be a duty attached to a right. And, and I'll explain what that means. So if you're confused, don't worry. So if I have uh, the, the right to self-defense, if I have the right to you know protect myself, then that means that other people, uh, burglars, murderers, <laughs> criminals, my next door neighbor, my mother-in-law, everyone, they have a duty. Okay. I have the right to, to life. I have the right to self-defense. Uh, so they have a duty to not hurt me. They have a duty to not, uh, murder me, to harm me in any way. Uh, let's uh, do another one. I have, uh, the right to, um, uh, we'll, we'll use the, the First Amendment example. I have the right to free speech. I have the right to speak my mind. I have the right to say what I want, to write what I want, to publish what I want. Other people have a duty to not uh, prevent me from speaking, to not duct tape my mouth shut, to not, you know, uh, shut my blog down, to, to not do these things. And, and maybe a few of you have caught on to, to what I've been saying, but if not, I'm going to make it even more explicit right now. There are negative rights and there are so-called positive rights so everything that i've been talking about so far is what's called a negative right because there's a negative duty i have the right to be left alone to, to not be injured that means there's a, a duty on the part of you Brittany, and my neighbor and everyone else to not hurt me right so there's a negative right you don't have to do anything you don't have to bring me you know a, a, a casserole or chocolate chip cookies or you know pay my bills <laughs> you have to you work have, for it you just get it yeah you don't actually have to do anything it doesn't require you to do anything which is where the positive part comes in that we'll talk about later this duty that you have actually simply requires you to not do something you have the the duty to not murder me. You have the duty to not steal my stuff. And so you don't actually have to do anything. You just have to not do bad things. And that's how my rights get protected. My right to free speech, because you have a duty not to, to you know, shut down my voice. Uh, the right to self-defense or, or life, rather, uh, because you have a duty to not kill me. And so those are what's called negative rights. In the Constitution, in the Founding Fathers, the Declaration of Independence, when they're talking about rights, right, the rights of all mankind, they're talking about negative rights. In other words, the right to be just left alone. Other people have a duty to just leave you alone. Let, let people be in peace. Let them do what they want, you know, because they have a right to life and liberty, pursuit of happiness. People have the right to go do what they want which means that other people have a duty to leave them alone so mm -hmm. that people can do what they want. That's how negative rights work. Now, what is a positive right? Because when we're talking about this healthcare example, Brittany, that's where these positive rights come in. And, and that's where people uh, not only blur the, the distinction between negative rights and positive rights or, or confuse the two, they don't even understand this at all. 
They just they just say, oh, we have a right. I have a right to this. I have a right to that. And so typically when these people are talking about a right to health care, or sometimes we hear this in housing, right? I have a I have a right to safe and affordable housing or you know, the right to a $15 minimum wage or whatever. Uh, when people use quote unquote right in that circumstance, they're talking about a positive right. A positive right has a positive duty, just like a negative right has a negative duty. So what does that mean? Well, the right to health care means that someone else has a, a duty, not a negative duty, which means a duty to not do something. A positive duty, like for the right to health care, the, the positive duty means someone has to do something. Someone has a duty to, you know, pay for that person's health care. Doctors have a, a, a duty. If there is a right to health care, uh, health care, quote unquote, because, you know, we're not saying doctors should leave these people alone. It's quite the opposite. These people are saying, hey, doctors, you need to work for me. Yep, you for free, me- really. <laughs> right, you need to give me medicine. Really what they're saying, as you well know, Brittany, is they're saying, hey, taxpayers, you have to yep, pay. someone else pay for me. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you have to pay for this so that doctors will give me these services, that they'll give me medicine and surgery and all these kinds of things. So they're saying not that other people have to leave them alone. In fact, quite the opposite. They're saying, other people have to be my slaves. That's literally what this boils down to. You have to give me stuff. You have to work for me. You have a duty to pay for my medical bills. You have a duty to give me a house, right? And and they're literally turning taxpayers or the doctor or the home builder or the employer or whatever we're talking about into a slave because they're saying you now have a duty that you don't have uh, on your own, you you didn't have before I met you, before I started telling you I have this right, or before the government created this right uh, and and tried to you know change the law to say suddenly like the Soviet Union did this under communism. They said, oh, people have the right to, you know, old people have the right to early retirement, and kids have the right to education, sick people have the right to you know time off work and all this kind of stuff. Well, of course, what they were doing is creating duties. They were, they were saying, okay, we're going to give these special favors out to these different people. And in order for this to work, we're now creating positive duties on the part of everyone else who has to pay for them or, you know, give them products or services. And so we're, we're basically controlling the economy, which we talked about previously, to, to turn these people into slaves to work for other people because we told them to. That That's not a... A right. That's that's like an entitlement. That's saying the government is telling me, uh, Brittany, that I have to be your slave because you say you have a right to something. So now I have a duty to give it to you. When back in that island example, you know, if we go off to an island, form a government, no one has a, a duty to anyone else. You're just all kind of on equal playing fields. But if one person says, "Oh, I have the right to," you know, shelter. You all have a duty to now build my shelter for me. Like, that doesn't make sense. That's not fair. No, you're also inviting the government to come in and punish you if you don't do it, right? So that's another scary aspect of that. Exactly, exactly. So what I worry about here when people talk about rights is they really don't understand the difference between negative rights and positive rights. They they confuse it or they don't even know it. And, And I think that distinction, that comparison is helpful because if we're talking about true rights, if we're talking about like the only rights that actually truly exist. They are rights that you have, but imagine the government is abolished tomorrow. Well, healthcare 
you know, forcing taxpayers to pay for healthcare, that goes away because because if the government's gone, then so is the taxation yeah. system and the, the welfare and all that kind of stuff that sloshes all that money around. And so that's how that's how we can understand is something a right or, or not. Snap your fingers. The government is gone. OK, does that thing still exist? Well, yeah, I still have the right to life. Other people, you know. Uh, can't hurt me. I have the right to defend myself if someone attacks me, whether there's a government or not. Bingo, that's a right. But healthcare, like, do you have the right to, you know, tell the other people on the island you have to give me money so I can pay the island doctor? Well, no, that's clearly wrong. And so, if the government isn't there to force people to do it, right, it won't happen. And so that's how we know it's not a right. What so, are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm curious to know what you would say too, because I've heard this a lot and I agree with you completely, but I've heard people say, yeah, but you have a right to life. And if you don't get to see the doctor, your life is in jeopardy. So that means that this is a right and blah, 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 blah. So what would you say to that argument? People who say that, well, if you have a right to life, then clearly you have a right to healthcare because healthcare keeps you healthy and alive. That's a, that's a good question. Um, and so that's why it's so critical to understand negative rights, negative duties, positive rights, positive duties. The, the right to life as a negative right means that there's a negative duty of other people to just not hurt you, you know, kill you, things like that. If we're talking about the right to life in a positive way, I have the right to have a supported life, not, not the right to have my life be left alone and, and not be impacted negatively by others, but, but rather, you know, I need to be fed. I need exercise. I need free gym memberships, right? I need healthcare. I need all these things, um, you can come up with all sorts of things for uh, the, the positive right of life. In other words, other people need to sustain me, right? I need a house because without a house, I'm going to die. I need clothing because I'll freeze to death, right? Like you can come up with all these things that if, if people say there's a right to life in the positive sense, because I have the right to, to a good life, to a, you know, whatever, then we're talking about the positive duty that other people have to provide me health care. Other people have to provide me. Well, no, because that, that goes away from what negative rights are, from, from what the actual rights are that are protected in the Constitution. These are not positive things because, again, if you if you start doing that, you get into the slippery slope. We talked about we that. Talk about that. Yeah. yeah, we talked about the logical fallacy of the slippery slope where pretty soon one thing leads to another. And if we say that because I have a right to life, then other people have to fund my health care, they're, they're forced to, to do that duty. Well, why do we stop at health care? Because for someone to live, they need all kinds of things. And if we accept the idea that the government should force people to provide other people those things that they need, food, shelter, clothing, health care, dental work, you know, <laughs> life insurance, what babysitting, so, you know, mental health therapy, whatever. Um, where do you stop? You, you run into a full government system where some taxpayers are being forced to help others. And, and that totally gets away from what the Constitution was set up to do. It totally gets away from uh, what rights actually are. That rights have to pre-exist government. I, if the government, again, snap the fingers, government's gone. I don't have the right to force other people to give me stuff, to give me health care. Um, and so that's not a right. A right should exist even if you snap the fingers and the government's gone. If you have the ability to still enjoy and do things apart from that, uh, then that's when you know it's a right. Guys, this is a super important discussion. It's very critical 
to understand these distinctions because just as I saw that guy with a sign claiming that something is a right, you need to know how to counteract that. You need to know how to clarify for that person or your friends or your siblings what is a right. It's like imagine your neighbor starts to spread his lawn furniture into your front lawn slowly day by day over move, you know moving it over bit by bit if you don't know where your property line is then how do you defend your property how do you say hey whoa whoa you're going too far if you don't know where the line is then you can't stop your neighbor from encroaching on your property rights it's the same thing with all of our rights we have to know what they are what they really are in order to be able to oppose other people, tell them they're wrong, point out where the problem is when it happens. If we don't understand what our rights are, right, then we can't defend them when other people, like the government, start trying to violate them. So that's why it's so critical to understand this. That's why the Tuttleton's books are so essential. Um, and so, guys, thanks for subscribing. This is probably a topic we'll revisit because it's so important. Uh, make sure you're subscribed. Share the podcast with a friend. Uh, Brittany, great conversation. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.